Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Big NPC final, of course, and I found it hard to believe that Canterbury haven't won it since 2017. I mean, there's been some Tasmans and an Auckland and I think a Taranaki as well, but... It's almost like it was destined to be in Christchurch before too long and Canterbury will host Wellington. And uh, joining us on the show now, Brian Ashby, um, long time still to me, the voice of Canterbury rugby, uh, a, a triathlete now, a runner, a crazy man. Uh, but Brian Ashby, welcome in. Uh, another final in Canterbury. Yeah, it, it's funny you know, what you were saying there because Canterbury went through that period from sort of about 2008 to 2017, really stacking title after title, um, it, 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 it's, it's still reasonably fresh in our memories. But um, no, it, it has drifted the past few years and uh, uh, a long time and, and, and hence, you know, new coaching staff and so on this year. And uh, yep, the old rivalry, Canary-Wellington. So um, yeah, it, look, it, it, it's going to be fascinating with, with both teams having played some pretty attractive rugby. Yeah, I was going to say, is this, to to my eye, I see it as efficiency versus excitement. Like, I just did some sums before, Brian, and uh, the average winning margin in the last six matches for Wellington is 26. The average winning margin for Canterbury in the last six matches is 13. Uh, Wellington are scoring points for fun at the moment. Um, I guess that's the first job of Canterbury is try and shut them down. Yeah, I I think that's a pretty good summary. You know, uh Gosh, you look at Wellington against Auckland, a margin like that against you know, two two traditional powerhouse sides. Um, it's it's quite remarkable, really. And Wellington, I think one of the one of the big ups. Um, they've got some good senior heads. I think steady heads in there. You know, obviously, you know, it's hard to believe people like Julian Savier and 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 uh, T.J. Perinara, you know, haven't won a title before. This might be their only shot at it in their careers. They're, are very senior players. Um, Dominic Bird, um, he's experienced it at, at, at Canterbury. You know, very important. Uh, you know, in the second row. And I, the other thing I like about Wellington is, in the way that Jeremy Thrush used to a few years ago, um, not the greatest player on the planet, got to be an All Black, but you knew every time he went out there and played, you were going to have a guy who was just going to leave, just leave it all out there and 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 and, and play with so much ticker and. Somebody like James Blackwell is that sort of player. I remember when he first sort of came on board, I was thinking, goodness me, this, this young fellow, is, he, you know, he's struggling a bit at this level. But he played his heart out week in, week out. And to see him be rewarded with a final and you know being 80 minutes away from a potential title, I, I, I think it's pretty cool. So that mix of, of those experienced guys and, and, and then the flair, you know, the obvious flair that, that Wellington's got, that, that ability to counterattack from anywhere and... and uh, and, and and just wear sides down um, with with you know a, a high tempo pace game. Uh, yeah, they're, they're a good watch. My biggest concern for Wellington, and I draw a parallel with 
New Zealand and Australia cricket. It's that mental block um, of any team going to Christchurch to play a final. It's that mental block. And while you talk about the experienced players, which, which can be a plus, could it be a minus that they just don't enjoy many wins over Canterbury? And I think maybe it's the younger guys that haven't got that history like we're seeing with like the likes of Finn Allen in the cricket. He doesn't have that history of continually losing to Australia. Similarly, the young guys in this Wellington team haven't got the history of continually losing to Canterbury. It, it, it's, it's a real dilemma for me to try and figure out what's, what's good and what's not. Yeah, I think there's a freshness in this Wellington side that in some ways will, uh, that mental barrier, you know, I think the biggest mental barrier with Wellington and, and, and Hurricanes uh, as well, really, is, is the fans and probably the fans chirping away. And then there's, there's sort of a bit of a chip on the shoulder um, in some ways, particularly when it comes to Canterbury and, and Crusaders. I, is, it, is it a thing with the players? I, I, I don't know. Certainly, um, as you've highlighted, the freshness. Um, also, somebody like a Dominic Bird who who has an understanding of what makes Canterbury tick, you know, that that's probably uh, probably a key man in the eye. I, I don't know that it will be a mind block with this group of guys uh, in, in the way that it may have been, um, you know, in, in, in the past with, with some of the other um, sort of fellas. And I used to, you know, you used to sort of hear um, comments made by, by players um, as much as anything out of frustration about, I mean, I'm thinking more super rugby you know, the real sort of real anti-Crusaders feel and so on. But it was almost sort of laughed at because, you know, you can make those sort of smart-arsy comments, but the fact of the matter is you're not winning titles. They are. Mm. This this group, I, I think it's a clean slate. And, and also I think the fact that Canterbury hasn't been the dominant force for the past few years. Like they, you know, they haven't held a great deal of fear for other sides, particularly last year. You know, there was a suggestion that they might drop from the premiership to the championship in that old format and so on for, for, for a long stretch of time. Um, I, I, I don't know that that fear is there in, in, in the way that it probably was in the past and at a, a level further up the food chain with Super, super Rugby. What, what have you made of the MPC this year, um, given we're now past our COVID, <coughs> COVID holiday of a couple of years that really affected not just MPC, but sports all over the place. We got some sort of semblance of order this year. I mean, for me, I, I, I just delighted in the Ranfurly Shield uh, era that Hawks Bay had. Um, but then my big highlights this year have been probably Northland, uh, someone who hasn't really bothered the playoffs for a number of years, and they're coming up. It, it, it's still injected life into the competition. I've enjoyed the rugby. Um, it's, it's always entertaining. Um, you know, I, I, gosh, I sitting in the cold at the Canary Auckland game, you know, a few few weeks ago and, and, and really enjoying myself. And, um, you know, it, I, I think the rugby itself has been good. What has, re- has very much disappointed me is the support or lack thereof. And, you know, I think over the years, Canterbury um, has actually had good numbers, but even Canterbury hasn't had good numbers at games this year. And, and that's, you know, here's a side top of the table, uh, qualifying top, you know, a few weeks ago. And they haven't had good crowds. And I think that's hugely disappointing. In some ways, you know, you, you look at the other super rugby centres, OK, they haven't been great um, in, in recent years at all, but it's been propped up by the provincial centres. You know, that they've always, you know, getting getting top-level rugby, they've, they've always been good numbers at those games. They've been down this year. Whether it's a post-COVID thing or what it is, whether people are, you know... Um, 
have fallen out of love, love with rugby. I'm not sure what it is, but the the lack of bums on seats, I, I think, is um, I, I, I think it must be must be massively concerning. Surely it, it must be massively concerning for New Zealand rugby. Oh, it would have to be. And I, I just look at the um, <clears throat> in Wellington. I think the Phoenix got twice the crowd of the Wellington quarterfinal uh, rugby. Now I'm not pitching football against rugby or anything like that. And there's probably a few crossover fans, but. I don't get it. Like the um, Sky Stadium in Wellington's incredibly accessible. It's a good viewing platform, um, but for some reason people don't turn up. And I'd like to see that change, but I don't know how they can gash. No, I, I don't either. And, and look, Phoenix, you know, obviously, you know, they've spent a lot of time on the road and, 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 and things, and, but they've always had a loyal fan base. But look, um, there, there'll be some people that would never go to a Phoenix game, rugby fans, and vice versa, Phoenix fans that would never go to a rugby game, but. You know, Wellington's playing really attractive rugby this year, and mm. Canterbury's playing really attractive rugby this year. So, so why aren't people turning up? Um, I, I just don't get it. Uh, it makes no sense. And you know, to talk about long-term sustainability and 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 all those things. I, I, you know, there are some massive challenges when you've got other issues, you know, such as the head injury thing. You know, so a kid's going to play the game. Um, you know, a parent's going to encourage their kids to play the game. There's threats of litigation. I, there, there are some massive challenges uh, for, for administrators to, to just bring back the love. Uh, whether it's winning a, a World Cup, you, you shop window with the All Blacks at the top end, or whether we've, you know, we've created so many layers within rugby and, and that's damaging it, I don't know. But then the super rugby numbers weren't great either in terms of crowds. Mm. You've touched on the one that's always concerned me about the number of layers when you go, well, geez, schoolboy rugby is part of the onion now because that's got so much profile. So there's school, there's club, yeah. and then there's NPC, and then there's super, and then there's international with the sevens hanging out the side. I, I just feel like it's there's too much stock for a little shop. Yeah, and then, and I think there's too much on television as well. Mm. You know, I, I know uh, administrators are a few a few years ago were pretty concerned about the schoolboy rugby being on there, uh, I'm, I'm not a big fan of it, and the reason being is, is you know, for some guy, uh, and people say, "Oh, it's great for marketing the schools." Hang on a second, schools are educational places, you know, and, and you know, you make a first fifteen, it's a great honour and all those things. For some guys, it's the biggest thing that happens to them. But equally, there's a certain pressure that, um, you know, while you're concentrating on your education, I think you that level of pressure, uh, if you're going to be a good rugby player. You get exposed to it a little bit later on when you're a year or two older and so on. What happens, you know, you get a significant injury when you're 18 or 19 and that's it. You know, you, you haven't got a players association, all those sort of things to back you. I, I just, the support structure is longer term for some of these. I, I don't know. I, I would prefer to see uh, more club rugby, for example, on television so than schoolboy rugby. I just I just think they're too young. Um, but uh, it's, it's that's it. It's, it's popular. Um People, I'm swimming against. I accept that I'm swimming against the current a bit here with this one, but um, to me, it's not right. But, but there you go. Mm. All right, guess we'll circle right back um, before we head off uh, back to the Canterbury hosting Wellington. What does your gut feeling say without a patch on? Yeah, I, I look. The question that I always have whenever a Canterbury or a Crusaders side comes up against a Wellington or a Hurricane side is the Type Five. Um, and that's been the downfall of, of Wellington and Hurricane sides for a long, long time. They've had 
brief periods where you know parity's been been there, certainly not dominance. So that that again is is, is the question that I you know would ask here. And I think the loose, the battle of the loose. Um, you know, I, I really enjoy watching Duplicy Karepi, but you know what a, what a challenge. You know, um, Tom Christie, the tackling machine, Harmon's playing out of his skin at the moment for Canterbury. Um, you know, if you look at the the makeup of a, a really experienced lock and a, and, a, and a young bloke on the way up. Um, I, I guess both sides are kind of a wee bit the same. Romano and Bird, um, and Blackwell's not as young as say you know a Gallagher or a Dowry and so on. But you've got that scenario. Canterbury in the front row, probably a little bit more going on. Wellington, Canterbury backs. Do they cancel each other out? Perhaps. So I think Canterbury go in my mind go in as as the marginal favourites. Mm-hmm. Very little in it. Mm, I tend to agree. Although I think Wellington might just. I, they're going to try and score points. Canterbury going to try and stop them. It's the the, the will of those two things, which uh, is fascinating for a final. Yeah, yeah. Two two different two different styles, yeah. I think. And uh, and 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 I and I think that yeah, that makes for makes for a pretty uh, pretty entertaining evening. And let's hope we get some people into Orange Theory Stadium to uh, cheer on their very deserved host of the final. Eh? Yeah, looking forward to being there myself. Brilliant, Gash. Thanks for joining us today. No worries. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.